Yes, let's get into it. Consistency, consistency is the key to success. My name is Anna K. Hutchinson, and you're listening to For Change People. Let's chat, let's laugh, because it's your time to start choosing you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. Today, I have Victoria, who's in our midst today, who's going to be sharing a little bit more about her business and her journey. And so, good morning, Victoria. How are you? Hello there. Very happy to be here. Thank you. Thanks for coming on to the podcast. And so, I just wanted to share a little bit about her before we get into the episode. Victoria is rise across the North America as a dynamic, captivating keynote speaker. She is a published author, a dynamic executive. Her story of overcoming unspeakable odds to live a life of no excuses is both moving and incredible in in spring. So Victoria, your story I know is an impactful one. I know that you stand by no excuses. So let's talk about that for a minute. You know, why is it that you, first of all, came up with that notion that, hey, I'm going to live my life with no excuses? Well, thank you for the the intro. And I will tell you, I wouldn't have shared my story so openly decades ago. I might have shared it in one-off situations. But as I grew as an executive and I spent more time coaching people and wanted to understand my career path, and my journey, I realized I would be doing a disservice. And I really couldn't tell that story if I wasn't vulnerable and I didn't share my lived experience. Exactly. So that's why I do it so openly now, not only in settings like this, but on public stages in the hopes that it inspires and motivates others. And I also leave them with some nuggets or takeaways. So with that, I was born to a drug addicted teenage mother who was exceptionally abusive to me in and out of the child welfare system. I was fortunate, one of the fortunate ones who was adopted out in of that situation and into a home with two parents who loved me and were kind and helped this broken young girl. And from that point forward, I, I don't know that it was conscious, quite frankly, although I remember at age 11, my mom saying to me, and my mom is the woman that raised me. And she said, Tori, you need to do better than us. And in this case, she meant socioeconomically, because although I was adopted into a loving family, it wasn't a wealthy one. You know, my mom was a secretary and my dad was a school janitor. And she didn't need to say those words to me because the reality was I was determined that I was going to be better than the biology, the woman that gave birth to me and was exceptionally abusive or the circumstance I was raised in, you know, the girl that couldn't go to any of the school field trips because there wasn't money at home. You know, my clothes came from Kmart, although I, I will admit I never had to worry about going, you know, unclothed or unfed. Yeah. But it was those things that, you know, gave me that what I now call this notion of being unstoppable, of having an incredible level of resilience and living by that mantra of no excuses. And what I mean by that, and and, and I'll explain it because it, you know, people are like, haha, and some, somewhat think it's funny and I'll tell you, but it drives my children nuts. But for me, it's it's really around the fact that we have choice in terms of how we're going to deal and respond with the inevitable obstacles or challenges or adversity that comes our way. 
And so I'm not suggesting that we don't feel the pain, we don't feel the emotion in that moment, but then we have a choice in terms of how we're going to pick ourselves up and how we're going to move forward. Nice. You know, I read this book recently. It's it's called, you know, The Journeys to Become Happy or Stay Happy. And pretty much one of the points that they pointed out is your length of being upset. You know, like you don't dwell on it for too long. You take grace with it. So you can give yourself an hour. You can give yourself 15 minutes, you know, just be just to be angry about that situation. And then you move on from that. I know for a lot of people, they're listening and you're probably thinking, I can't do that or I'm not able to functionally, you know, put myself in that position. So how do you do it on a daily basis just to, you know, give yourself that space to feel it and then move on? I have created time and space for my version of self-care. And I'll say my version because things are going to work differently for other people. Some people are, you know, want to meditate for others. It's about having a vision board, you know, on their wall that they can stare and that helps anchor them in their goals and objectives. For me, it's a few different things that I do. I'm a bit of a fitness fanatic. So for my quiet I say quiet time in air quotes because, you know, it's not quiet. I go to it. I like to be physically at a gym. I've got my AirPods on and I'm working out, but still observing everyone around me. But that's the time where I listen to podcasts or audiobooks or music. And I'm at the same time, incredibly self-reflective and thinking a lot about the day before and what's occurred and any emotions I might feel my day forward, my future goals. And so for me, I've actually blocked that into my calendar so that no one books me for an early morning meeting so that I have time to get to the gym, get home, get showered and get ready, which is actually why you see my hair still wet as we record this audio now. So yes, that's accurate because She was just like, hey, I got to get my workout in. So yeah, that's great because I'm trying to get into the fitness, you know, I'm trying to get into it again. The pandemic (laughs) ruined everything. (laughs) So it's a hard progress for me, but thank God you're on that train and you're you're keeping (laughs) at it (laughs) because there's so many of us over here, like we're trying to get back on it and it's a hard process. But, you know, you have to give yourself that grace that you need. Take it slowly. So, like, for me personally, like, right now, I'm taking it, like, one day at a time. I'll work out. I'll try to do something new and just get myself back into it. So, I, you know, you talked about, you know, vision boards. And so, what is your biggest goal for 2023? I have two for 2023 so far. I'm not generally one on making resolutions at New Year's only because for me, I'm always setting goals and objectives for myself. And so one is to continue a a path of health. So I I had a serious accident this past summer and broken bones was in a wheelchair for a while. And I put on 10 to 15 pounds as a result of the the period of time where I wasn't able to work out. So those are going to come off for sure. (laughs) I'll be back in my pre-accident shape. And the other one is to look at my career and the next journey. When I joined my current organization, I came in with the mindset that this would be the last time, last role that I was in, in a professional services capacity, supporting other C-suite executives before I went back to be my own. So I've been a COO president and CEO in the past. And so I will work towards the path of going back to being 
one of those C-suite executives on the client side versus sitting on the side of professional services supporting them. And then the last thing would be, sorry, I said two, but I do actually have you know, a third, which is my public speaking work. That brings me great joy. I love to do it. So to continue to stand on more physical stages, I've done a lot of it virtually since the pandemic over the last number of years, but I can't wait to get back on, on physical stages and engaging with audiences. Nice. That, those are great goals, you know, and I hope that as you go through 2023, you cross them off, you get to those goals and you knock them out. So the nickname, you have a nickname, which is the Turnaround Queen. <laughs> How did that nickname came about? I have been a part of 18 mergers, acquisitions, or some kind of related transactions for the companies that I worked for. I've done a lot more of those in supporting other clients. And my role in those is typically around the integration, the synergy, the which means reorganization and sadly many times layoffs. I've also come in to take distressed businesses or markets of companies to try and turn them around. And that's something I've been very effective at, which is how I received that nickname. Although I'll counter that with one that's not so favorable that I, I learned I had in my mid-20s as the Iron Maiden. So, and that was because I was doing all of that restructuring and focused on performance, yet I showed up with a bit of a, a mask and a fear of you know, being rejected. And I was young. I was the only woman, the young executive, the only woman at the table. And so I also showed up without the kind of vulnerability and authenticity and the fact that I'm I'm actually exceptionally emotional individual and that didn't show up in the right way. So I had to bring those two together and learn how to be an effective turnaround queen, but to build the kind of followership in as a leader that I really wanted to, to, to be in and the type of person I'd want to follow. And how do you stay motivated in a way that you're not just focused on the rigid of it, but you're also doing it for yourself, if that makes sense? Because I know sometimes as we go through life, we want to make sure that we accomplish that job or get it done correctly, but then we're burned out at the end of the day. So how do you stay upbeat that you're not like burned out? I I have this saying, and I encourage people to think about it a lot when I, I get asked the question, you know, how do you fit it all in, which kind of drives me crazy. Cause for me, it's just all life. Yeah. My saying is where there's conviction, there is capacity. And so for me, I've chosen to do things that bring me personal or professional and an, an advancement. I, I recognize that some of the things that will advance myself personally or professionally are not always going to be things I love to do, but I know that it's on the right path. So I keep myself very focused on that. I, you know, this 80-20 rule, 80% 80 of the time when it comes to work, I should get up and, and look forward to going into work that day. There's always going to be 20% of whether it's administrative stuff we just have to do or or admit it, there's going to be some people in the workplace we don't really enjoy working with. Those are going to happen, but that 80% of the time we do. And so I get people to strive towards finding joy in not only the companies they work for that have a great positive culture, but then also the roles that they're in that they feel like they're having an impact to the bigger purpose. And then I think it makes it really easy to stay motivated to pick our, ourselves up each day, one step in front of the other, even in, in the days where we're, we're feeling maybe a little bit down or tired. Yeah, then you can push yourself. That's true. 
And so your keynote and keynote speaking gigs. So share a little bit more about those. How can we book you if anyone is listening and you're like, hey, I want you to come speak, share your story. How are they able to reach out to you or get in contact with you? I have a personal website, which is where all things Victoria Peltier can be found. And so it's whether it's a, the to see a video of me speaking or a sample of that to read, I publish a lot of content that's very similar to what I speak about leadership, culture, diversity and inclusion, inspiration, etc. You can find that at victoria-peltier.com. Also head on over and I will have all the information in the description so that you guys can click on and go follow and also visit her website to learn more about her services that she offers. So let's talk a little bit about the technology world. I know that you're a part of it too. And so Google, I think they have a little competitor coming along with them, which is the um, the new chat, G, the chat PT. And I'm not sure if anyone has tried it out yet. I did it over the weekend. It is pretty incredible to me. I'm not sure. Did you have, have you tried it out as yet? I have. Yes. What do you think? So I, I think so. I think it's incredible how far technology has come, quite frankly. Yes. I, mean, I remember being, and I think I'm an, a very earlier adopter. I'm in my mid-40s. So I remember a time, you know, before cell phones, but but I, I I am one of the, the first who had a pager that then progressed in hearing dial up. And so from that to where we sit today, I think it's absolutely incredible. I think the chat GPT, you know, is pretty neat in itself. What concerns me about that technology and others when we think about artificial intelligence and machine learning is about bias and what's been fed into the, you know, these tools. So they're learning again what has, is readily available or, again, has been fed into them by those that create this technology. So inherently, there's bias built in. And so that's the cautionary tale I give to everyone who chooses to use that. And I, you know, I look at even I worked for IBM prior to the, the organization I'm at now, and we made some decisions around from an ethical AI perspective and the use of facial recognition because it was exceptionally biased to stop using it. And so I think companies are going to need to take a stand in terms of how they use the technology and, you know, building governance and teams within to help address the ethics behind it. Yeah. I'm sure that's going to be at the top of their list. And with so many things happening in this day and age, I think that should be something that they look into definitely just to make sure that, you know, everyone is taken care of at the same time. But we feel safe. People feel trustworthy at the same time to know that, hey, am I going to be fed something that is going to be off one notion or just one person's perspective? Or is it going to be a collective of everyone? So as you said, you know, it's going to be definitely biased. I actually thought about that over the weekend when I was going through it. But I, I felt like, you know what? It's a good pathway. It's a good segue outside of Google, but we'll see. We'll see how it takes off. We'll see how it goes. It's in its beta stage. So never know. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, but technology is always progressing. Technology is always here for us. So give us a little insight into your part, your area when it comes on to technology. 
So I, I'm not a hardcore technologist, to be honest. I, my career started that the plan was actually to become a lawyer. I always wanted to be a lawyer, but then I worked in banking and running operations and leading people. And that, that was actually what I realized I love to do. So I grew into technology. I, you know, to, there's not a single company, I will say it, that out, out there that cannot say that they are not a technology company. Wow. Obviously, the likes of Microsoft and Google and, you know, Amazon and those can claim, claim that very much. They're in the business of building, whether it's software or hardware. Yeah. Or not. But the, we all require technology to enable the processes with which we work or we, we service our customers. And so that's how I grew into technology. I was running large scale operations. And that grew into consulting on how with clients on how to deliver effect cost effective quality operations for their businesses. And the differentiation is technology. It's the enabler. And so that's a conversation I have with clients all the time is to let them know like technology is not the end all be all. It's not the silver bullet, how you implement it, how you choose to utilize it, the adoption of it by your employees and your customers. And so that's, you know, how I've grown into it. And so I've never been hands-on keyboard coding and I, I couldn't do that to save, save my life, quite frankly, but I've learned a lot about how technology enables the way we work. And again, we serve our customers. However, I also have really great members of my team that are the hardcore techies that can have that dialogue when I fail. Exactly. <laughs> And that's why you build a team, right? <laughs> and that's exactly. why you segue and you give out responsibilities because not everything you're able to do. <laughs> and I learned that every single day because, you know, when you try to say, okay, I'll try it or I'll do it. You realize, hey, you know what? That's why you hire people for different areas. <laughs> Because yeah. you're not good at that area. And so, you know, instead of trying to figure it out, there's someone else who's able to do it in like quick seconds. So, you know, give it to someone. So let them do it. <laughs> How do you stay so resilient in this male dominated area, our field? How do you stay resilient? Yeah, it's again, I think some of that's my nature per our earlier conversation, but it's still astounding to me sometimes to you know, have this experience. I remember at IBM, my, I have a deep background also in financial services. And so I was leading the strategy one year for how we were going to go and support our financial services clients. And I remember walking into a room and it was me, one other woman and 40, four zero men in that room. And, you know, so, so it, it really is male dominated still, although great strides and progress has been made. I will say that I love that at Accenture, where I work now, 47% of our executives are now women with a plan to get to parity just over the next couple of years. So the, the needle needs to still continue to, to move, but there's progress. And so for me, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I've walked in exceptionally confident, even when I didn't feel it. So I'm not a big believer in fake it till you make it except when it comes to how you show up in confidence. So, I mean, that's the one where I always tried to show up even when, you know, inside there are butterflies and I was, you know, questioning myself. But I, I focused on the development of my own skills and knowledge. So I typically don't speak unless... I know that I can speak knowledgeably about the topic itself. So that that's helped me. And also I, I have confidence in my ability to deliver, you know, as a, as a leader surrounding myself with team members who complement in the areas and skills that I don't have, but I also maintain confidence and put my hand up to say, Hey, I don't know what I don't know, but I follow through on my commitment. So when I say, I don't know, 
I make a commitment to follow up with either the information or the individual who will bring it to them. And so that has garnered me a tremendous amount of respect within the business, even though I'm often one of the only women at the table. And so I'd encourage women to be bold and take the chance and lean into, you know, putting their hands up to take opportunities or roles where maybe they don't meet all the criteria, but they meet a a number of them and walk in there with confidence and understanding the value that they do bring to the table and to that organization. Yeah. I know confidence is the key. You know, if you have that in you, I'm sure I've walked in rooms with so many men too. staring at them doctors and you know the first time I actually got employed at a hospital the first questions they asked me was like are you okay with having a doctor speak to you a certain way and I was just like yeah I guess I'm okay (laughs) Mm. you know you never really like think about it that way and you're like you know okay I guess I'm okay with it but you have to be confident. I feel like once they realize that you're not just like timid, then they come to you with this relaxed, you know, posture like, okay, this person is not timid. But if you go in that entire space timid, of course, they're going to come at you that way because they're going to try to see how you're going to react. So I think as you said, confident, you know, go in there bold. I feel like, you know, once we know who we are as individuals, we can pretty much accomplish anything. But the minute we limit or lack that knowledge of who we are, that's when we start to crumble because then we're starting thinking like, who am I to be standing in this space? Who am I to be in this capacity? But you are able to fill a room, a space, because guess what? We have so much within us. And it's just for us to tap into that and just grow and just be your best selves. How was your 2022 and what have you taken away from it? 2022 tested my resilience greatly. <clears throat> it was actually one of the most difficult years in my adult life for sure. It you know started, so I have two children. My younger of the two has mental health issues, is bipolar and has gone on and off meds. And so it was a bit of a roller coaster ride in 2022. I think, you know, by the end of the year, you know, we got them in a really good space now living actually with my older son. So that that's great. Husband had back surgery. My father-in-law passed away really suddenly. I had my accident with two surgeries and sat in a wheelchair for a long time. So it's, it's been a trying, trying year for me. As I said, it, it's tested my resilience. You know, my motto is about being unstoppable and it hasn't stopped me. So, you know, it's continued to sort of you know, fill my will and, you know, understanding of my capacity to move forward. So for taking that and looking forward to this page of 2023, it's really about making sure that, you know, it's, it's a much better journey, but still appreciating, by the way, I, I, I hold on to, despite a really difficult 2022, the fact that, you know, my husband is, he's my person, he's my rock. We weathered through that year together exceptionally well. I have, you know, a best friend who continues to be like a sister to me. And we have a group of friends that we call our chosen family, you know, that support one another. So those that's all the greatness as well. And so for me, it's going to lean into that greatness and continue to build those incredible relationships with people, maintain our health. And as I shared sort of my goals for 2023, just make sure I'm like super focused on those and trying to live my life with impact and around and everyone that I touch and serve, whether it's in community, whether it's my friends, whether it's in my workplace. Nice. Love it. 
I mean, you know, as much as the year wasn't the best year for you, but I'm sure you, as you said, you're resilient and you came out resilient. So I, I know your 2023 is going to be a great year because you're going to push forward. So before we wrap up the episode, I wanted you to, to share something with the audience. Before. I have many quotes I like, but there's one by George Adair that says, everything you've ever wanted lives on the other side of fear. And so, you know, I, I think fear is what holds so many of us back and fear of many different things. You know, for me, at one point, it was around rejection. So you think about my early years and, you know, being in that situation, that's where, where mine comes from. But for others, it could be, you know, not being liked, a feel of fear of failure, whatever it is. But I think that without leaning into our fear, our discomfort, change and opportunity will not come. And so I share that as one of my, you know, favorite quotes with your listening audience as sort of the, what amplifies that unstoppable nature for me and what, what propels me forward. Nice. So be unstoppable today as you go throughout your day. Thank you so much, Victoria, for coming onto the podcast and for sharing. So definitely I'm going to be posting everything in the description. So if you're listening, you are able to head on over to her website and learn some more about her. You can book her for a speaking gig if there is anything coming up. And so thank you. Thank you again for being a part of the podcast. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Go for it now because the future is promised to no one. You have just listened to a weekly episode of For Change Be Bold podcast. You can keep the conversation going by following us on our Instagram page and our Facebook page at For Change Be Bold podcast. And until next week, have a wonderful Friday.